Welcome to Excess Returns, where we focus on what works over the long term in the markets. Join us as we talk about the strategies and tactics that can help you become a better long-term investor. Justin Carboneau and Jack Forehand are principals at Validia Capital Management. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Validia Capital. No information on this podcast should be construed as investment advice. Securities discussed in the podcast may be holdings of clients of Validia Capital. In this bonus episode, Jack and I continue to discuss the Charlie Munger quote on putting in the work and being able to argue the other side of even your strongest beliefs. We conclude with why we remain confident in systematic value investing for the long term. Rapidly instead of slowly when the occasion is right, when, when the occasion is right is one of the most valuable things. You have to work hard on it. Ask yourself, what are the arguments on the other side? It's bad to have an opinion you're proud of if you can't state the arguments for the other side better than your opponent. It's very hard to look at the core beliefs you have and then sort of challenge them and being able to like intelligently challenge it. What I was getting at in the interview is like, it's great to write all this stuff down, but like, have I really given these a fair shake, these other ideas or I, you know, or not? Well, I mean, what what, what Munger would say though is, you know, his point there is that you have to challenge and destroy your ideas. So you you might be like his his point is that things are always changing and the world's changing and the market's changing. So you know if the evidence is strong that you know this doesn't work anymore, which I'm not saying it. I mean we're kind of relying more on the historical base rate type thing. But what he's kind of saying in there, I think, with like is that you have to be able to challenge and sort of retire these ideas if the evidence is strong enough that you should. Now, again, that's not like kind of a crapshoot, right? I mean, you don't know. That's the hard part is the, you know? the that whole last part, which is when the evidence is as strong, so strong that you should, is like how do you determine – like in this case, I don't think the evidence is so strong that you should destroy your belief in value investing. But his point – and I, that, I never heard that quote because the interesting part of that was sort of the quickly thing, which is, you know, and I tried to say that in the interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't sit here and wait a decade to figure out whether value is really dead or not. Like it, right. when, when you think the case is there, you got to get rid of it, um, and that's really hard to do. You know, without to be able to have an opinion about something and just not have a memorized opinion, you actually have to like have put in the work, and you have to be able to, you know, see sort of I think the holes in your argument and be able to argue the other side because that's really truly what allows you to have like a true opinion about something and not just restating what everyone else is saying. And that's why a lot of these funds these days are having like that devil's advocate guy. You know, w- like when somebody presents an investment idea, you'll have the devil's advocate guy who's the guy whose job is to make the other case like against oh, any yeah. stock. Oh yeah, you know, well, wasn't there a guy on Toby's podcast that talked about that? Like yeah. younger you guys? Know, there's also a there's also this concept of like the pre-mortem. You know, like so if we were doing a pre-mortem, we would say, all right, let's assume 10 years from now value stocks have still underperformed significantly, so we were wrong. Why is that happen? Like assume we're sitting there 10 years from now, we know we're wrong now, what caused us to be wrong? And, and that's you maybe in that way you can uncover some ideas in, in terms of like what the best arguments against what you're doing are. If you try to put yourself in the place of, you know, I failed, I was wrong. How, how do I analyze that now looking back? I mean, maybe the only way you can ever say that value doesn't work anymore is if if you take like the longest. What's the point? The, the, the bubble thing with for there to be a bubble, you have to be 50 percent higher than your previous peak. Than you've ever been. Yeah, it was something like that. I, th- I think it was Asnes who might have done it. 
So, um, I mean, maybe with the with value, you it would be, you know, 50% longer than the longest period of time. So if it, the longest period was 15 years of growth over value, you'd have to go 22 and a half years, roughly. Although, you, you know, that this is basically exactly what Hofstein's piece was about. Remember that piece he wrote? Oh, he, that's right. He, he essentially calculated like 85 years or something. Each factor right. was different based on the characteristics of the factor, but I think the shortest one was like 80 years or something before you could say for sure it doesn't work anymore. Um, so, yeah, that, that's the problem is, you know, none of us are going to figure out the answer to this in our lifetime, so you have to... You have to just make a bet one way or the other. Yeah, I guess you have because to take a stand on it. Yeah, you're not going to be able to say with statistical significance, you know, for, with statistical certainty, I was wrong or I was right. You know, your investing career is going to be long over by, by the time you can say that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you have to go with where you think the evidence leads you. So now that we've outlined all of those points, should we basically just give up on value? Is that the conclusion here? No, you know, and, and this is the hardest part about it is I, I've done this exercise and at the end of the day, I'm still a believer in value. So how well have I really challenged my beliefs? How well have I really challenged my confirmation bias? Um, it, it's really hard to tell. You, you can't say. The reason I still believe in value is two things. One is the historical evidence that supports it is very long. So across different countries, across different markets, you know, no matter how you specify value, whether it's price to sales or PE, you know, across different time periods, value has worked no matter how you look at it over a really long period of time. And so that, to me, is, is a reason to continue to believe in value. And we've seen periods like this before, like we talked about with O'Shaughnessy, where value struggled and it came back. The other thing is the academic arguments behind value still hold. So one of the reasons value works is because it's riskier. Is there anything in this period that tells us, you know, value is not as risky as it has been in the past? No, there isn't. The other reason value works is a behavioral argument. So expectations for these value stocks get too low, and eventually, you know, as a group, they will exceed those expectations, and, and they, will per, you know, they will outperform the market. So has anything changed to tell us that you know, that's not happening anymore? The expectations are not getting too low for value companies. I don't see that either. And so for me, it's hard to say for sure because you know, I'm challenging my own beliefs here, but I think the case for value is still really strong. And the only other point I would make too is that even though I believe the case for value is very strong, it's not 100%. And, and that's important when you believe anything is to understand that there, there is always an, an argument on the other side. So even if I believe there's a 90% chance, you know, over the next decade value is going to outperform, there's still that 10% chance that it won't. And some of these reasons I outlined in the article are some of the reasons that could cause that 10% chance to come through. So it's important for anybody who follows a value strategy to understand that this is not 100% certainty. You know, you get rewards in the market by taking risk. And so by following value, we're taking to some degree a risk that it won't work, to a risk that some of this stuff will be correct. I just don't think that will bear out in the future. Hi guys, this is Justin again. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Excess Returns. You can follow Jack on Twitter at, at @practicalquant and follow me on Twitter at, at @jjcarbonell. If you found this discussion interesting and valuable, please subscribe in either iTunes or on YouTube or leave a review or a comment. We appreciate it.